2: This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Loserpool. Be the last man standing and win £1,000 guaranteed at loserpool.com. For all your taxi needs, download the ADT Taxi app on your smartphone and book your taxi now at ADT Taxis. Do you enjoy betting against your mates? Then it's time to check out Who Knows Wins. Who Knows Wins are changing the culture of gambling by making it social. They have removed the bookies from the equation, and now you can bet on sports against your mates and friends. It's a great way to rake in the cash from your friends and have a bit of banter along the way in the chat section. No odds, no bookmakers. This is all about the prediction on sporting events. The more you know, the more you win. Download the app on the Apple Store or Google Play Store. For more information, visit their website at whoknowswins.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the 100% LCFC Leicester Fan TV YouTube Channels Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. If you're listening to SoundCloud or iTunes, hit the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, you know what to do. Really, this this season's just absolutely bonkers for Leicester. We're still second in the Premier League. Last night we beat uh, Watford two 0 It's just just unbelievable where we're going. I can't quite believe it. We've conceded the least amount of goals in the Premier League. Jamie Vardy's on fire. We're seven in seven. There's my phone. He's ready to come in. Um, we have an away perspective on the show. It's for the love of the Paul McGrath podcast. All social handles will be in the description below. Check out the content for Paul McGrath Podcast. It's a Villa Perspective today on the show. Here we go.
3: Again, obviously, Leicester are flying high at the moment. Um, you know, it could be... Everybody said it was that Lightning would never strike twice, that they would win the league league uh, again after their uh, their fairy fairytale um, league winning not so long ago. But, you know... Stranger things have happened. And Lee, what do you think your, your chances are of maybe catching Liverpool this year and, and pulling it off for a second time against our odds?
2: Oh mate, never say never. <laughs> and there's there's a fabulous piece of commentary that's always that I always play on some of my podcasts and that's Never Write Leicester City off and that's 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 the motto of our, our football club, you know, we are the fearless foxes. Um I don't think this season was we were aiming to to win the Premier League you know it was just I think we were trying to break the the mould of of that barrier of top six so to speak and uh, we've just the momentum just keeps going you know even when we're playing poor which we have done I think really against Everton and last night against Watford as well I don't think we were the best but we still grind out the results
3: yeah and that's I suppose look I'm going to throw out the cliche of all cliches, but that is the mark of a champion, you know, to get a result yeah. and, to, and to play poorly. Like Villa played against Chelsea last night, we played poorly and we got what we deserved, to be honest with you. A 2 1 loss, it could have been a bit more, but we didn't hit the heights that we have hit against the perennial contenders, as I like to call them the Arsenals, the Spurs, Liverpool. We've played out of our skin against all those teams, or we've Falling falling short in all of those games last night, we could have actually screwed up a draw. but We didn't play well at all, but you know swings around. But from that point of view, if you're playing poorly, you can get a result. That's kind of half the battle. It's uh, it's it's live to fight another day. I think kind of a situation.
2: But, yeah, um, but... you deserve something out of the United game though. To be fair, I think you definitely oh, yeah. you definitely deserve something out of that. Um, you know, at two two, but I mean, we lost to them at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. If that's anything to go off. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I feel like we should have beat them as well. We were the best side. It's just, at the end of the day, football, it's the goals that count, not not who's got the most possession, not who's playing the most sexiest of football. It's it's about the flipping goals going in the back of the net.
3: You said it, and you guys are, you know, your goal difference is the best in the league oh. at the moment. So, there you go. That's... That just kind of a, a test for everything. Whereas when you look at Villa's uh, Villa's goal difference, it's it's nowhere near. Like I think you guys are plus twenty six or something like <laughs> yeah. that at the moment. Yeah, which is massive something huge.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely insane. You know, um, goals against we've got the lowest conceded in the league, um, and mm-hmm. uh, over the last six, I think it's six games in the Premier League, our aggregate score something stupid like twenty one goals to two. <laughs> yeah, it's un- well, unreal absolutely unreal and that
3: to me is kind of I suppose I come I think of it in two ways and and I'm going to kind of I suppose I'm going to ask the same question under two different kind of uh, topics at a moment but obviously your off season was heavily based on your central midfield kind of um it was central midfield recruitment Yuri Telemans has come in yeah and, uh, and 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 Dennis Pratt I think I always pronounce his name incorrectly you know they've come in and two big money signings well but Dennis Pratt, I think you got for a steal, to be honest with you. Well, what do you want to mean defensive?
2: That, that's the thing. Those two that you've just named, that you know, they're part of the Belgium squad at the end of the day. Yeah. They both know each other um, inside out. I think Dennis Pratt is probably uh, more than uh, capable of holding his own, um, re- replacing, say, James Madison if Madison does you know get dropped. Mm-hmm. Which, to be quite honest with you, I think he looks a little gassed out. He looked tired yesterday James Madison I wouldn't be surprised If he does get dropped For a game Just to recover I think he's been Carrying either an injury Since the international break Or maybe something Even further down the line Than that Because uh, if you remember He pulled out Of the England thing There was that casino Story of him Out Yeah. So I, I don't know You know If he's, he's poorly Or I, I, Honestly He just didn't look Quite right yesterday But he played Till the death Right to the night 96th And he got his goal As well
3: Exactly yeah and that's what he does you know he just he, he pops up and that's that's what's okay kind of really wants him to kind of maybe just put up his socks a small bit on the on the application side of things because he's got all the talents in the world and we saw that at Norwich and we saw that at Coventry you know us being in the being in the Midlands I know that Villa were heavily uh involved in in, in trying to coax him through coax him to Villa when he was at Coventry as well so um yeah, that he's he's quite he's quite the talent, and he's always mentioned in the same breath as Grace, Mason Mount and Jack Grealish as well. It's it's like as if you can never have the three of them in your team because you'd be too good, so you can only pick two. And I, I don't know, I don't really buy that. It doesn't have to be one or the
2: other. But <laughs> yeah, no, you do see that's... you see a lot of those Twitter polls about Grealish over Madison and Madison over Grealish retweet, yeah. to, you know, to, for for Grealish and like for Madison and all that. Uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, crazy. I, I don't want to say that Madison is better than Grealish because that's biased. It's like that's like you saying Grealish is better than Madison. You know, it's, it's biased from because yeah. you're a fan of your club, I'm a fan of mine. But where I'm standing yeah. right now, Maddison is the better player. But uh, for me, <clears> that's just that—that's my opinion because it's my club. Like maybe that is biased. But that's my opinion. Well,
3: I think look, I. I... I say, I think that he probably has the bigger sample set at a better league at a, be, at a yeah, better level course. and so on. So, like well, you know, there, it's, it's it's a very very valid thing to say. Yes, he is at this moment in time. At you this notice, moment in he time, has. yeah, yeah, he, he's shown more. Look, I, I don't. Th- I think even the most ardent of the fans would wouldn't uh, disagree that at the top level he's shown more. And like there is a there, it's it's a it's a pick em, choose him It's literally like it's like. Try to choose which which yeah. brand of, of ketchup do you like? You know, at the end of the day, it's both ketchup, but actually, this one probably has a better name. You know, so that's what it
2: is. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, you know what? I've got to say something to you, um, which is uh, 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 it's about five years on now. But thank you for Michael O'Brien.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Because we <laughs> we would like him back, actually. If what you're, what if a you're great player to, he is.
2: You know, he's he's highly yeah. under he's a highly underrated player. Highly underrated, uh, you know, left midfielder. Uh, I think when we won the Premier League, he should he could have had a shout at maybe an England cap, to be honest, when we was really that far off. I don't think he'll ever get one. But I think at the time when we, when we won the Premier you know, if Danny Drinkwater got in the flipping squad, I'm, I, I don't see why Marco Barney shouldn't have done at the time. He's an absolute machine. He's just a workhorse. You know, he's probably not the greatest of players, technically. But he just gives you everything he's got. Every game, one hundred and ten that,
3: percent. That's exactly the thing. Dean Smith would adore him in his squad. I think at the moment, just the up and down nature of his his uh, his game. You know, he's not afraid to get back, and he's all action. And it's like I don't think I've ever seen him gassed or tired or anything never. like that. But uh, never, yeah, he's a good player. Is it is it too late to thank you guys for Mark Draper all those years ago yeah, well, oh, For doing uh, the whole thank
2: that's you thing? A, that's a bit
3: thank you for Mark and... <laughs>
2: I've... <laughs> you could, we, you know what? We've we've swapped a few players over the years, haven't we? Like Julian Joachim. he was another one, wasn't he? Oh god, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I remember. I actually, I think I had a jersey with it, Julian Jochim's name on the back of it,
2: because
3: <laughs> um, I asked my. Actually, yeah, it was because oh. I remember I asked my. I think I asked. Um, I asked my mum for a jersey and. Uh, I have to look
2: at, I think it might be been Dion Dublin's name on the back of it. Another player. About, well, another Dion Dublin, another player for Leicester. But I didn't want to trump yeah. you, I didn't want to trump you there when you said about Joe Chim's uh <laughs> but I've actually played football twice now on the King Power with Julian Joe Chim, so Nice. <laughs> Yeah. He's
3: still kicking ball. I think I saw him. I think I saw somewhere that he's he's still actually playing. He's player manager for some lower league team or for some
2: yeah. He does. He, he's got like a, a a player trader market thing. You'll have to have a look online. Um, hmm. I, I'll, I'll I'll put it in the description of the podcast and I'll send you it later. Uh, it's called Player Trader. You'll have to have a look. Yeah. Um, Your accumulator letting you down again. You've cashed out early. <laughs> <laughs> and you just can't win. Prehistoric football coupons. Nah. Have a think about it. Why not play a new way? At Loserpool. Pick a loser and win a thousand pounds in a last man standing tournament. Be a loser and win at loserpool. Enter for free now. Visit loserpool.com. Uh, so, I he, he's, he's think he's into some, some sort of market, like, looking for young players and stuff. So, I, I'm not quite sure what he does, but that's yeah. that's where he sort of... He, he plays for the Leicester Legends as well, uh, with, like, Muzzy here yeah. and, you know, Steve Walsh and Jerry Taggart, Matty Elliott. Yeah. So... I'm
3: looking here, he played, in Gibral- he played for a team in Gibraltar last year at the age of what? He's, you know, 45, yeah, he's, he's playing with born town yeah. in Lincolnshire League. Yeah. yeah.
2: But what sure a player, play back in the day. Great player.
3: Yeah, scored goals for... like He scored goals for both Leicester and Villa. Oh. Like, you know, he played, played well. I was, I was, he was very happy with him. He was he had a ball of speed, yeah. So he was... I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to have to go down the rabbit hole now here. I'm just looking into his
2: Wikipedia pitch. Whoa, I, didn't, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do that on the podcast. We we're supposed to be talking about like today's <laughs> football and here we are looking at the, <laughs> the, the past. If any
3: Anybody can name without going to Wikipedia all of Julian George's clubs, you win a season ticket to Villa, which you're not allowed to, to... <laughs> or Leicester, whichever. I not... get a season ticket for you. Know, it's... The
2: competition isn't on this channel, I'm not paying for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but as I was, as I was saying, um, and that's my love boat podcast, you can go down the wormhole. But as I was saying there that the, you know you guys have you you've picked up tenements and you've picked up um press. But the only really kind of defensive uh, reinforcement you brought in was just uh, was James Justin, and that's uh, somebody that Villa were looking at as well from Luton. Seems to be really really impressive right back he was with Luton. And I know the reason I'm bringing up his name as well is he only made his debut really in the Premier League last night for you. That's right. Rise.
2: That's
3: but, correct. Uh, He's he's a talent, and, and I don't know if you've seen him if he's played in a lot of cup games. But um, yeah, he's 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 someone that uh, you know that I've had my eye on, and I know that Villa had their eye on, and that they were. Basically, I don't know why they didn't go to the six million for him, but maybe.
2: Well, you know, he's, I don't he's know. a young lad. I think was he twenty years old?
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, at uh, least,
2: yeah, just got twenty one. Yeah, he's not really played that much, t- you know, match time for for Leicester so far. Uh, like I say, last night was really his proper, I suppose, in a way, home debut of Premier League football. Um, he looks good, but I don't think he had enough time to really warrant, you know any kind of idea of what he's going to be like yet to be honest but he looks he looks good yeah so I'll 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 take your word for it
3: Well, just being in the championship for the last couple of seasons, that's why I would have seen him, you know, playing awful lot. And he's he's tall, he's athletic, he's rangy. Um, you know, I think he could maybe even play in a back three as well. He's he's for me, he's he looks he looks the part anyway. Whether he can, as I say, step it up the champ, to the um, Premier League level, that's a, that's another thing. And that kind of rounds out your transfers. Oh yes, obviously, Ozzy Perez. Uh, I'd be honest with you. I kind of raised my eyebrows at the thirty million price tag, but then I realised. Isn't the early 2000s anymore, and he's only 25. I thought he was closer to 30 <laughs> uh, than 25. So, like somebody with that kind of a, a kind of a second striker kind of role that, that he can play for Leicester. What's your views on him, and how has he played since he's come in, and, and how does he fit into Brendan Rodgers' structure?
2: Bre- oh, Brendan Rodgers, oh, he's just he's made he's just making everything work. To be honest with you, it's not you, you're picking out an individual play here, but like Brendan Rodgers is just. He's finally. It's almost like he's he's turned Claude Puel, uh, who was obviously the manager for Leicester last season before he came in. Um, we we were playing sort of like it was just there was no final product to to Leicester's uh, strategy, or uh, it's hard to explain. He just tried to, too much to change from a counter-attacking style, which we, we were found out. Uh, it turned it into his possession based stuff. Couldn't find Vardy up top for nothing at all. Couldn't get a sniff. Old Jamie Vardy under Claude Puel. <laughs> uh, and Rodgers has seemed to uh, have just, uh, it almost clicked his fingers and made it properly, made it work. Um, every player's firing under Brendan Rodgers. What a manager he is. Uh, I, You know, when he came in, when he was signed, people were saying, he's a good manager though. He's a good manager. He'll, he'll definitely get us into that top six bracket. And I was, I was a bit umming and ahhing because he'd left Liverpool to go Celtic. And I'm not being, this is no offence again to Celtic fans, but any manager could go there and really win it because they're the only team in that league that's got any money yeah. and, and support, you know. So I wasn't sure. I was a bit wary. But my, 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 I'll have to eat my hat. <laughs>
3: There that he's brought you from a more of kind of a counter-attacking style of play to a more possession style of play. And Brendan Rogers was, you know, he did talk about the tiki taki football when he was with Liverpool yes. and stuff. Do you want to elaborate maybe on his style of play? Like, where does he like to attack from? Is it? I know that I know Ricardo Pereira. Whenever I watch, oh. um, whenever I watch Leicester, you just see him. He's up what and a, down that line and yeah.
2: stuff. What a player he is, Ricardo Pereira. Where does? Oh my God! F- f- Sonny from Porto. Is, um does? And, yep. uh, you know, it, just phenomenal. I, I, I can't see why he's not rated as one, if not the best right back in the Premier League right now. He's absolutely insane. But going back to your question, um, Leicester, play from the back. Like, <laughs> with, with Kegelar um Harry Maguire's replacement, who, bear in mind, was sitting on the bench for over 12 months at Leicester yeah. anyway. Yep. It's mad to think that he's just stepped in, and what a beast he is. Um they they just play from the back. Last night, just playing from the back, dangerous stuff at times. Nearly giving it away here and there, but they they're, they're not scared to try anything. It's not just you know it's up the top of the field and Oak Vardy will run onto it anymore. It's it play it along on the ball, fast, fluid. If you lose it, win it back dead quick. Get NDD, you know, with his long legs and his fast interceptions because he's <laughs> top of the, he's top of the interceptions in Europe, man. It's insane. You know, yeah. it, it works. Win the ball back, play fast, play on the floor, put put those through balls, you know, off off the side of the player to the to Vardy. bang, off we go.
3: Indeed he is actually he's a strange looking player, as you say, he's like he's like uh, Vieira. Vieira's yeah. legs were longer than the the other half of his he,
2: body, you he know. Is. And indeed he's, a, he, he's, he's he is. the same. He is. He's a mix between he's... Vieira and Kante's style.
3: Yeah. I think if you could create a defensive midfielder, that's where you. Be gone, and he's only 22 as well. Nice. Like, that's another thing. When you look at when you look at him, you know he came to Le- he came to Leicester in 2017, and you just automatically assume that he's 24, 25, 26, and now he's like he was in his prime. But I think Leicester's purchasing power since they've won the actual Premier League, or sorry, their purchasing strategy has been it's been very smart. It's not been you know let's throw money at the wall and let's let's buy the likes of like. I'm going to say this, and I, and and it's not. I don't exactly disagree with the first purchasing um, policy in the last few years, but you know, buying likes and bringing in the likes of the Laurentes and bringing you know these kind of guys to kind of pad out the squad. Leicester haven't really done that. They've spent money on young players to try and and and, and improve the squad and and have a succession plan there as well, which is something that I like to see.
2: Yeah, just <laughs> all I'm going to say is don't let us. Don't let us play. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't let us play. Yeah, don't yeah. let us play. Get onto us quick. Pressure us galore because we're not playing that counter attacking stuff. So pressure us, pressure us, pressure us. James Madison, don't give him an inch. Yeah.
3: I think that'll be marvelous. Nakamba's uh, job during that during the whole game is to stand on his toes and not let him move. Um, mm. Nakamba is actually you talk about every team now wants to have Durango Kante after you guys brought him into the league and, and, and unleashed him on the league. But uh, every team wants to have Durango Kante and, and
0: we hope that Nakamba is going to be ours. And I actually I actually think he's. He's, he's the best
2: I think he's the best player in the Premier League to tackle while standing up and not have to go to ground not going to ground
0: yeah but yeah.
3: But the biggest thing is he's still learning in the league, and we saw that last night that Mason Mount could kind of maybe just breeze past him slightly, but he wasn't exactly poor. But it's just it's just these idiosyncrasies that that, that he needs to learn in 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 the in the Premier League. Just going back on Brandon Rodgers there as well. Would you guys be worried? You know, there's quite a lot of high profile. I'm not saying that Leicester isn't high profile, but there's a Man United job probably going to be up for grabs. There's a Arsenal job.
2: Uh, I, I know. I knew you was going to uh, ask this question, and <laughs> I, I, I'm going I'm to answer this in the best way that I can. That I've already answered this on TalkSport. I've already answered this on a Sky interview, uh, and many other places now. Uh, and I'm going to give the same answer, exactly the same answer. The Brendan <clears> Rodgers <throat> to Arsenal thing is the big one, isn't it? That's the one that everyone's talking about, right? <sighs> This is, I said this live on air when talks were talking and I was on queue to go on air. I heard them talking about, he's got to go for the Arsenal job. He's got to. He's got to go. He's got to leave lessons over <laughs> the Arsenal. And they were talking out their, you know, out their backsides. And uh, Lee, you ready to go live? Yeah, I'm ready to go live. Bang. I was on. I was, instead of saying, hello, I'm Lee, blah, blah, blah. I just jumped on and went, right, boys, you've been talking about Arsenal. You've been talking about Brendan Rodgers. Here's my take on that. Arsenal, 15 years ago, with that... Perfect attractive blonde lady with the piercing blue eyes, the long strapping legs, the great brass <laughs> eyes. Right, that was then she's now more like Pat Butcher off EastEnders. Right, it's there's a new bird on the block and it's Leicester City Football Club. All right, and they, they all laughed before they even, even spoke to me. So that's my take on that. Arsenal, they're old news. They're a big historic club, massive amount of money. Man United, same thing. Huge clubs, huge amount of money. But right now, they ain't they ain't doing it. They are not doing it. So why would you? Why would you go to a club that's not doing it? They are. For me, both those clubs are about probably a year and a half, two years behind where we're at. We we're, our squad is ridiculously young, uh, and there's international player. I think every player we have is an international player. Uh, And you've got Jamie Vardy and Casper Schmeichel, top and tail, right, on that pitch. You've got Premier League winners, top and tail, the two experienced men on the field. And in the middle of that, you've got that youthful, impactful players that we have. that are only getting better and better and better as we go with a fantastic manager and backroom staff. And the most important part of the whole thing is the King Power brand. The King Power owners. You can't get a better owner than ours.
3: Point because that was the next question. How do you think the club has kind of has evolved since obviously the tragedy of the of of um, you know of the situation that you guys found yourself in yeah, not so yeah, long ago with the chairman and all that? How has the club kind of evolved and 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 moved forward and kind of kept to the same kind of. Structure, I suppose, really that it had. I know that there was a family influence within the t- within the, the, the boardroom and so on. And um, how has the legacy of of your former chairman kind of been brought through into into how the club is structured at the moment?
2: Yeah, um, when that happened, um, we 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 were all a little bit uh, a bit worried about what was going to be, you know, for the future of the club. We thought, wow, maybe they will want to leave this, leave it behind, you know, and, and <laughs> move on. Because it it might be too hurtful to to re, you know be here and relive it all the time, but I don't think that's the tie way. Um, and his son uh, Top, we call him down here. Uh, he uh, he's just almost taken it upon himself to make sure that this club is now part of his father's legacy. And I think even more's gone into it. I think I think we are in a very, very secure place with the King Power brand behind us. Very secure place. I can't see Leicester moving or shifting anywhere anytime soon.
3: Yeah. Look, that stability, coming from an Aston Villa fan since I suppose really the, the early years when Randy Lerner took us over in two thousand and five, two thousand and six, whenever it was, that was the last time we had stability under an owner. And to have stability when like when something like that happens, it, it could it could really rock the club, especially so soon after you guys have won the league. But to be able to have say uh, like I think he's only he's only in his early thirties, exactly. Um the, the chairman, but once again you know to have that stability of um you know somebody who's in around the club that was able to take it over and move it forward and you know what sometimes when somebody is trying to do somebody proud that may have died before them like we've all we've yep. all got a family member yep. that we're missing you' gonna do them proud you know that can be kind of the the kind of the, the fire underneath somebody that, that, that people need so it is important and I say you know I think the whole I think I think it is fair to say that nobody would have wished this club to go into um as was going to go into a free fall or anything like that mm-hmm. after a while. Happened because it was such a tragic, uh, a tragic situation.
2: Yeah, you know, um, it, it was just, it, it it's one of those. It's part of it's part of the history of the club now. You know, Premier League champions. Yeah. Uh, a man, a, a chairman that tragically, you know, died at the ground. It's it's part of the story. And now here we are again, pushing for a, a Premier League title. I mean, I don't know if you you could say that we're pushing for a Premier League title. Well, at the end of the day, we're there. We're second in the Premier League. Um, Mm-hmm. you just don't know, do you? You just don't know. Imagine if it happens again.
3: Oh, well, it, if it does happen again, I'll tell you a little story. I come from a little town uh, in Limerick, place called Ballingary, and um, I'm living above in Galway now, but in Ballingary, nearly everybody's a Liverpool fan, Liverpool United fan, but there was one, there was a father and son that moved to the town about maybe 15 years ago, and both of them were from Leicester and both of them Leicester City fans. And Nick and Richard used to come down to, they came down to the pub every day for Leicester games. And they were, literally, when they when Leicester won the league, they absolutely partied like it was <laughs> the last day they were ever going to live. Good. And to be honest with you, to see, to just see the joy, like literally we were kind of going, I, I, I never thought Leicester would win the league, you know, I, I still don't. I'm not even sure I'll ever see Villa win the league Um, but you know (laughs) we were kind of going looking at him going this is amazing and if the party is anything like after the last time you guys won it with just these two guys in a small town in the middle of nowhere in Limerick well then believe me I'm all for you guys winning it but then again everybody's a Liverpool fan in the town, so if Liverpool win it, uh, I think the place might might actually explode, so uh, it's uh, either <laughs> or, I think we're in for a good party where, where where I come from anyway.
2: Well, there you go, party time, <laughs> so- sounds good.
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly, so on Sunday, I was actually originally supposed to go to the game on Sunday, but um, unfortunately... Uh, it, Things transpired in the opposite direction, and I, I, I couldn't go, which was a, which is a bit of a bummer. But look, as I say, uh, we still be able to get to watch the game and 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 hope for the best. But what are your feelings for the game on Sunday? Obviously, you you must be very buoyed and, and confident, I must imagine, uh, in this Leicester team. And um, I suppose first of all, what do you think that the the kind of the, the team, uh, what what kind of a team do you think he's going to play at the weekend? Would there be many changes? And secondly, how do you how do you feel that the way the game is going to go?
2: Okay, so, uh, first of all, we've not played, actually, each of us since, I think, the season that we actually won the Premier League. I'm pretty sure that's right. We've not played yeah, since... 20- could have been. I think it was I think, I 2016.
3: 2016, yeah. Was it? We
2: got, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we've not played since 2016, which is 1-1. But I, if I remember right, the key fixture between us two in, in my modern time was that I think he was beating us 2-1 at the King Power Stadium in 2015. And we and we did a comeback. I, I think it was a... Um, oh, God. Who was it? Oh, it I, someone headed it. Who was it? I can't remember his name. He came on loan from Swansea. Um, oh, man. Now, now, now my head's hurting me. Oh no, it's not running off the top of my head, but I think it was a three-two win. We came back to 2015. Could have been. It was a big yeah, comeback. We're,
3: we're partial to losing, especially back in 2015. Under, t- I think I was probably Nathan Dyer.
2: It was Nathan Dyer. It was Nathan Dyer. It was a Nathan Dyer header, and he got. He looked like he got injured, and and then I think Jamie Vardy got the, the you know the winner three-two. Who else? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else? He's seven in seven. Uh, by the way,
3: he is. Yeah. He is seven yeah, he's seven in seven. I know. I've got him on my fantasy football team, and he's keeping me. He's, Close to the top, he's,
2: he's, he's outperforming everyone else. He's, he's top of the top of the charts, uh, and he's seven in seven, and he has a consecutive record for himself, uh, which is eleven, breaking Ruud van Nistroy's record. Um, and the, yep. the man that previously broke, broke Ruud van Nistroy's record was himself, Ruud van Nistroy. <laughs> yeah. So it's only common courtesy for Jamie Vardy to break his own record, surely and the, the fixed <laughs> you know you know the fixture that it lands on if he does do it it's only the flipping liverpool game on boxing day it's almost Definitely. written in the stars you know it landed against man united for him to break the record against man united who was ruvin destroy and here we are landing on possibly the league leaders you know our biggest rivals technically this year is landing on that game. It's mad. But going back to yeah. the uh, the actual game itself, we're five wins on the... Ba- uh, six wins on the... Ba- was it seven wins on the bounce? I'm, I've lost count. Seven wins on the bounce? <laughs> our form is in, insane. Uh, your form's not so great, is it? You think you've got one win in the last five.
3: Yeah, we're, we're up and down at the moment.
2: Um, yeah. We've scored a hell of a lot of goals compared to you. Uh, I can only see it going one way, but I'm not going to write you off you are a strong side. Like I say, you, you held your own against United. I know you lost last night, but you did well against United. I think you deserve to beat them, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to go. Do you want my prediction? or? Yeah, yeah, um, you go first. I'm going to go. I got the last one right last night. Uh, I'm going to go with a... I think I'm going to go for a Leicester away win. Uh, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a 2-1 away win. And I'm going with Jamie Vardy and Madison again. To get the goals, you—I'll revert the question to yourself. Um, you know what? What sort of what form are really are you in? Do the do the stats lie? Are you playing better than what your form says on on the on the sheet here in front of me? Um, what sort of formation or you do you think you should play against Leicester? Because I don't think anything's going to change for Leicester. I think uh, we're going to play practically the same side again as last night. To be honest, and the day on the, the game before that. I don't think much is going to change for Leicester
3: yeah so uh, my view in this game for ourselves is I I, we're going to definitely I I think we're going to bring in uh, Freddie Goodberry he he is our right back French right back tough tackling we brought him in actually we we purchased him in January of the season previous but he stayed with his team to try and help to save off relegation which he was unsuccessful doing but since he's come to the Premier League he's been Pretty all action. He's not like your right back. Uh, in that he is very, is uh, brilliant to going forward. He does go forward an awful lot. I think he fancies himself as being that uh, that kind of um, how would I put it? That, that that new age kind of fullback. But his biggest strength is in the strength of his tackle. He is he tackles. Hard and when he tackles, he stayed tackled, so um he's he's somebody that we will be back in um hopefully we will probably have a bit more reinforcements up up top, so our, our team I think will be pretty settled I think I don't think that we'll see any changes really to the back to the two center halves for the for the game obviously we'd left Tom Eaton in goals, who has been our standout player yeah. uh, sent up players this year he was phenomenal against Chelsea he was unbelievable, some of the saves he pulled off like you know, if Southgate was there looking at Grealish and Mason Mount, he's probably going home and going right. I need to get heating in between the sticks because he could be he could be England's number one. He's been fantastic this year. Um, left back Matty Target had a. Uh, I I don't want to stick I don't want to stick the knife in him completely after just one poor game, but um, it was the only poor game I've seen him play it was against Chelsea. Um, but hopefully he can bounce back. I think he definitely will be left back. Our midfield is where everything happens for us. Yes, this is that's. That's where all our dynamism comes from. We have
2: is Grealish um, your is, is Grealish really your like almost like your playmaker like James Madison is for Leicester.
3: He is, but I'll tell you, it's kind of strange. If we want a player to kind of grab the bull by the by the horns and pull the push the team forward, that usually comes in the form of John McGinn. John McGinn genuinely could play in any team in any league in any in, in in the whole entire world. He's just he's just he just has. Oh, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it. He's just he's just like a pit bull inside there, but he's also skillful. He's like a pit bull with makeup on, or what I don't know. What, I can't remember what the um, what the phrase is. But he gets he gets things done, and he really he drives forward from midfield. And he he's been a small little bit off form for Villa for the last one or two one or two games. But like when we say off, um, um, uh, he's been a small bit off form when when you know for villa but but first for Scotland, he's been unbelievable. I think he scored 10 and 20 uh, over his last few games uh, for club and Country. So he's been in form in some instances, but when, you know, he's still, even saying that he's been a bit off form, he's still been one of our better performers. But going back to Grealish, Grealish just has, he has everything, you know, he's got that turn of pace, he's got yeah. uh, he, can, he can carry the ball. When he, he normally plays out left wing for us. So we did start playing him in the middle of, a, with, with as part of a three, with, so we might have a Grealish McGinn and the Canberra or Grealish McKinn and uh, and Douglas Louise. But now what we play is Nakamba or Douglas Louise, McGinn definitely stays in there, and then maybe a cotter cutter hour and in, in there in there too, with Jack Reedish push wide left. So it's it's it suited him to be there as well, a bit more so he can pick up the ball and he can kind of move in. Yeah. Um and it's 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 a case whereby
2: are we going to see the, know, are we going to see the young lad up top the Brazilian that you have is it uh, yeah, is, is it Wesley?
3: We don't have anyone else to be honest with yeah. you. He's been look if if you were to go if you were to look at his numbers and stuff like that he's performing pretty well. I'm not down on Wesley at all. And on the one game sample said as I said in our review show for for the Chelsea game he was poor against Chelsea. I thought but he he's a young was, lad. He, he's
2: a young lad up top. You know? He is, of
3: course, yeah, you know, and he's he, only played a handful of games, I don't think he's even played 100 professional
2: games yet in his career, exactly. so he will come good, but uh, if you're like,
3: we're probably, I think the only reason that we're looking at him and kind of grumbling about Wesley is the fact that he, we have no one else to bring in, so it's more so it's like, oh Jesus, we have to play Wesley, no, because we have no one else behind him, as opposed to, I don't actually think that people think Wesley is poor. It's just they're kind of going, why, ha- why have we left ourselves in this situation where we have no other striker to bring in if he's suffering from a crisis of confidence? Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it is at the moment. Now we could bang in two against Leicester. Who knows? He's massively <laughs> strong. I, I, I don't know. I think Johnny Evans is, uh, and the Turkish lad whose name I won't try to pronounce, who's been an absolute class for you guys. You know, they, he might play into their strengths with the fact that they are two. Stronger centre halves, they're not ball playing centre. Well, they are, but they're, they're not known for the ball playing. They're known for like being able to front up the strikers and they don't get bullied. Um, and that's kind of his game. So I, I don't know. We don't tend to whip in high crosses an awful lot. It's usually low crosses for people to get on the end of. And that's why I think if we've got Anwar El Ghazi back, that it helps Wesley an awful lot because El Ghazi can get on the can get on, onto balls that come into the box and he's more of a. He's more of a, more of an attacking, becoming more of an attacking threat as the year goes on. My views on the game of what I think, I actually think it could be. I, I don't usually back a Villa loss, or I don't usually kind of uh, forecast the Villa loss. I think that Villa could, are very very capable of coming away with a win, and um, I. I think it's going to be somewhere along one all draw, maybe two all draw. Villa concede, um, but I think this, you know, probably all statistics will point towards maybe a Leicester two one win, a score win. I think is what I would call it. both teams to score, maybe a Leicester win. If I was betting on it with, with hard cash, that's probably what I'd put on. But um, I think the Villa are prepared and are, you know, at home they are drilled well enough to get uh, to get something from this game without a shadow of a doubt.
2: There you go. So we've both gone for roughly the same uh, score predictions. There, um, your your next fixtures coming up. You have got uh, Liverpool coming up in the cup, haven't you?
3: Yeah, yeah. So we have Liverpool kids um, coming up in the cup because they will be away at the World Club Championship thingy.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because um, I'm obviously the only reason why I brought Liverpool up is because obviously they're just above us, and I'm watching their every move. Uh, they've got so many fixtures. Um, obviously with European football as well. And like you said, that... that uh, what is it? Is it a World Club Cup type thing that they've got yeah, to fly over to yeah. and then they've got players? And I'm just I'm hoping that you can do some sort of damage and break their momentum a bit. It would be great. <laughs> so, so well, yeah.
3: Well, we should have beaten them the last time we played and we were 1-0 up with like four minutes of regular time to go. They They equalised and then they got... The winner, um, Sadio Mane, got the winner. He actually scored a header. Uh, we brought just brought Jonathan and in, and Jonathan Kaja decided he was going to do some sort of acrobatic kick, and Mane got in the way, got kicked in the face, but headed the ball in, and that was a gut punch. We were on a roll. We were on a bit of a run at that stage, and um, you know to beat the the champions. I don't want to call them the champions elect, but. No, now, they kind of are because because what they because the lead they have at the moment. But to beat them back then would have been a big changing point for them and for us, I think. And we should have beaten them. We were the better team than them. We should have won that game. And as, as we, like we should have won the game against Arsenal, and we probably should have got the game out The Spurs. So we do outperform ourselves against the the better performing teams. Um, it's just I suppose how long can we continue to get those moral victories for whatever, until we get yeah, an actual victory yeah, yeah. because you could say on the other side of things we're probably due a beating from one of these teams too so you, you just don't know what way it's going to go with for that. and that's the way it's always going to be with a newly promoted team as they learn their way through because as I keep on telling people we've only got two players that have, um, that have Premier League experience we only have Tom Heaton and Jack Grealish, you know, you look at Mings' his
2: limited experience, limited yeah. Premier League experience. You've got a lot of young, you've got a lot, a of, your, you got a lot pre- of young lads though, like Leicester. You actually, I've got, got a long, lot of young lads um, with probably less Premier League experience than Leicester's, but they're still still young. No, you know, no different. Leicester's players are still young as well, so it's going to be a fast. I think it's going to be a fast-paced game at the weekend. <laughs> I really do. Um, it's uh, yeah. it's a Sunday kickoff. Uh, everyone that's listening to the podcast, it's two o'clock. And obviously, I'm not going to be there. Unfortunately, I just I don't get to go to away games. It's just too difficult. I've got family and family time at the weekends. But I do go to the home. Yeah. I do go to every home fixture. I'm season ticket holder myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't travel away. Um, maybe one day I should probably just get off my ass and actually start going to these away games. <laughs> but kids, family comes first at the end of the day. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: But well, but yeah, I'm. Well, going...
3: isn't too far away. I know,
2: so, I know. know it's just the Midlands. I know, but we've got a lot, got a lot on, mate. It's it's building up to Christmas. There's of lo- loads of things to do. You know that. Um, but, but I will, you, you I know, will, We'll know. be watching it though. I will be watching it, and uh, I'm definitely going to go. Uh, like I said, for a two-one win uh, for Leicester. Exactly, you never know once the kids start getting older. You
3: can start asking them, Hey, you got now it's your turn to take me to the Leicester game, you know, yeah. as, opposed to, as opposed to the absolute way around. So, utilize lean on the kids, get them to take you to away days, uh, and uh, then you can bring family and sport together. That's exactly what that's my plan when I finally get around to having kids is to brainwash them so they do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, listen,
2: thank you, Lee.
3: thanks so much for popping on as I say thank you so much just before you go I know you mentioned it to me beforehand and I was looking at it on the Twitter Um, for anybody who might be checking out Lee yes he is the Jamie Verdi impersonator oh god Um, And (laughs) he's
2: calling me out on this (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Not at all. No, no, no. We've got we've got uh we've got royalty here. We've got Leicester royalty on the podcast today. This isn't just any other smoke I picked up off Twitter today, you know, guys.
2: This is Lester royalty that we got on the podcast today. So uh <laughs> You should see the video yeah, I'm that... making right now on face palming.
3: And with that actually that's a good segue. So just so anybody can find you on, on um I do find that there is an awful lot of crossover a lot of Villa fans will listen to our opposition podcasts to try and get the feeling of how they actually feel that the games are going to go to um, where can everyone find you where can they find your work and yeah, you, um, maybe reach out to
2: you yeah you can reach out to me uh, I'm personally I'm on social media on Instagram and Twitter uh, it's, it's Lee underscore Chappie um and I'm also at Leicester Fan TV. Uh, we have a huge uh, social media page on Facebook and also on Twitter, and we have a YouTube channel where our content goes out to. Um, so yeah, Leicester Fan TV, and follow me at Leon Chappie. Excellent. And the same question to you. Uh, I've read the question there. Where can we find you on social? So so the Leicester fans that listen to the podcast can uh, have a mooch of your you know your content.
3: Excellent, yeah, so I'm mostly do my business on Twitter and Facebook It's uh, you can just basically look for For the Love of Paul McGrath Podcast or at Mac for the love of because apparently somebody has at love Paul McGrath already which, so I couldn't get that on Twitter um, but at Mac for the love of you can find me there, uh, podcasts are available on all podcast networks or all podcast platforms should I say on Apple, Spotify, any of, the, any of them really um, and on Facebook if you just search for, for The Love of Paul McGrath you'll be able to find us uh, there as well
2: brilliant well thank you for helping me out with the content today uh, and uh, it was also a pleasure coming on to you as well so a bit of a collab um, and uh, exactly good luck for the for the weekend
3: absolutely and same to you and look may the best team win as i say and um you know if and even if you guys beat us you know go on try and win the league oh, and okay. uh, and let's have another let's have another faraday party is uh, <laughs> uh, at the end of the
2: year I, I don't need another one of them i've had many many of them
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'd imagine you have <laughs> Cheers! thanks so much lee no Thank problem you.
2: right there you go i, I i've uh, and there you go. Thank you for coming on today. Paul McGrath Podcast. For the love of Paul McGrath Podcast. Check them out on socials. Hit the subscribe button if you enjoy the content. And stay 100% LCFC. I'll see you all next week, guys. I'm definitely up for this one. Uh, Christmas is coming, lads. Christmas is coming. Come on. Don't forget to check out Who Knows Wins. Um, I've not got Phil on this week. I shall get him on next week. But the Who Knows Wins League is live right now. Pick your team's Bet against me, Phil, and whoever else is in the league for a chance to win a little bit. Though I won previous, I think I won last week, um, and uh, my my credit on that is starting to build ridiculous now. <laughs> I'm doing really well on it. Right, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'll see you on the next one. See you guys. <laughs>